0: Hello everyone and welcome back. We're back in the book of Romans. We're hiking through the mountains of the Bible here. This is high peaks and uh, I'm really, really enjoying uh, chapter 9, even more than I even thought I, I would be. Uh, it's God's universe. We got to know our position in it. Uh, God's like the potter. We're like the clay and we're who we are and, and, and how we are uh based on God's mercy. God made us who we are. He made us either with hearts that we're going to hear his voice, or he made us with hearts that that are hardened already. There's nothing we can do. God has made us who we are. So, that being said, we're putting in at verse 25, as indeed he says in Hosea, this is Hosea chapter 1 verse 10, those who were not my people, I will call my people. In other words, those who don't deserve to be my people. And her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. In other words, if you don't think you're worthy of love, God's going to love you. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. That's what Hosea is forecasting. He's prophesying the people of God who are going to be... uh, who were formerly not his people. And uh, it could be a, a prophecy uh, to the Gentiles. It could be people who are not, uh, who are Jewish, but who don't deserve God. Nobody deserves God. And it's, it's talking about Christ. He's coming into the world. None of us, whether we're Jew or Gentile, deserve God. So and Isaiah says verse twenty four, uh, uh, verse tw- I mean, excuse me, verse twenty seven. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. So now Paul is quoting Isaiah. Though the number of of the sons of Israel be as the be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out His sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. So, just because you're Jewish doesn't mean you're going to get saved. He's saying only a remnant will be saved. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. Wow, that's pretty heavy stuff. In other words, if God hadn't left a little bit of a remnant of people that were going to be saved, We would have been wiped out. So this is something that he is saying, look, not everybody who claims to have religion is going to be saved. Not everybody who says, oh, I'm a Jewish person is going to be saved. Not everybody who says, you know, I have the right pedigree. Or not everybody who says, hey, you know what, I've done a lot of good works. I've read the Bible over and over. I've read the scriptures over and over. I have followed the law over and over. It's the hardening of the heart or the softening of the heart to hear the call of our Lord. And God says, not everybody's going to hear the call. And Paul's getting has just gone through all this saying, and you know what? It's okay that God did that because God says, I made some of you for that and some of you not for that. And all of that is according to God's mercy. Verse 30, what shall we say then? You know, now Now what? The That the Gentiles, so Paul's asking all these rhetorical questions to himself, that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it, that is a righteousness that is by faith, but Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works, they have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Who's, what is the stumbling block? The stumbling block is Christ. Because you've got to pursue righteousness through faith in Christ you got to have faith. You can't get there by works. You can't get there by following the law. And the Gentiles did not pursue this righteousness through the law. They're pursuing this righteousness through faith. All right. So here we are now coming to chapter 10. Paul is making his point now even more crystal clear. And McGee asks the question, do you have religion? Or do you have righteousness? You could say, you know, how that slogan says, got milk, you know? You could say, or, or, you know, do you got religion or got righteousness? The Jews tried to pursue religion. And I think many Christians today try to pursue religion. You see people going to church all the time, but... Their hearts aren't in it. Or maybe you read the Bible all the time. Your heart's not in it. Maybe you pray all the time. Your heart's not in it. The thing here is, do you have the righteousness of Christ? Do you know Jesus? What are you putting your faith in? So chapter 10, verse 1. brothers, Paul's talking again. My heart's desire in prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Okay? So he's saying all these people who are trying to pursue a righteousness in the law, Paul's saying, look, my desire and prayer is for them to be saved. But I can tell you, I can testify, I'm bearing witness. They have that zeal, because I used to be one of them. You know, that's what Paul's saying. I used to be one of them. I used to be a Pharisee. They have a zeal, but not according to knowledge. They don't know Christ. He's talking about knowledge of Christ. Knowledge of God's righteousness. They were ignorant of the righteousness of God. They were claiming knowledge, but they didn't have the knowledge of the righteousness of God. And tried to establish their own righteousness through following the law, and they did not submit to God's righteousness. What is God's righteousness? It's Christ. Christ is the end of the law. He is the righteousness of To everyone who believes. Okay? You can't achieve righteousness without Christ. Verse 5. For Moses writes about the righteousness that was based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. Verse 6. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will ascend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. I'm going to go into verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the righteousness of Christ. Do you believe it? Do you believe in him? Do you have religion or do you have righteousness? You can't get righteousness through religion. You can only get righteousness through Christ. So we're going to stop here. This is awesome stuff. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your study today. As always, from me to all of you, keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here next time, tomorrow, as we continue our study through Romans, and as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. God bless you all.
1: Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Romans chapter 9, beginning at verse 25, all the way through to Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through to verse 6. So we come to the last division of this chapter, and we have here... The choice of Gentiles in the scripture prophecies of God. So, Paul has made it clear that the nation Israel was chosen by the sovereign will of God and not because, you know, of their marriage, who they were, what they did, and, you know, and all those things that we may humanly look at in a humanly way. But they were chosen because of God's sovereign will. How things happen in our lives that we don't understand, and you know that we actually question. Just like, say, for instance, you know, people would ask, "Why did God choose David?" I mean, David wasn't perfect. We are not perfect, but God uses His sovereign will to actually do certain things for us. Okay, so, verse 25, and I'll read down through to verse 26, and it reads, And he says, also in Hosea, I will call them my people, who are not my people, and her beloved who was not beloved. Verse 26, And it shall come to pass, in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people they shall be called the sons of the living God. So this prophecy from Hosea refers to the nation Israel and Peter in his um, epistle refers the prophecy to the, the believing remnant in his day. That's the nation. So you are... So Peter actually um, writes, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, to show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So this prophecy from Hosea ten refers to Gentiles, So, any place on earth now with Gentiles who turn to Christ now or in future as part of. uh, is put in. um, sorry, is put in. um, by James in um, Acts 15, verse 17, which reads. So that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does all these things. Okay. So what we have here is you know the prophecy that was actually stated in Hosea in Hosea one verse ten. Um, the people, not only the Jews, but even the Gentiles who turn to Christ will become God's people. So, when God chose, like I said, um, the Israelites, He did not choose them on any merit basis. He just chose them because um, He chose them out of His own sovereign will. Because God is God, um, and this is His universe, and He can do as He pleases. And if anybody's not happy about it, then I'm pick your own universe. Because he's in charge. Verse 28. Goes on to read for. So, verse 27. Isaiah, who cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, the remnant will be saved. Verse 28. For he will finish the work. And cut it short in righteousness. Because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. So only the remnant of Israel will actually be saved in the great tribulation period. And that's like 144,000. But it also does mention that um, a great company of Gentiles will also be saved. So during the great tribulation period, like I said, only 144,000. Just a small number will be sealed. And it's always been like, so it's God that shows mercy. So like in Romans 8, it said, I will show mercy upon, I, upon wh- whom I will show mercy on. I will show compassion upon whom I will show compassion. So it's God's sovereign, it's God's sovereign will and um, his righteousness and mercy that he actually picks any one of us um, to actually be used. And he always does leave a remnant behind. Not that there's anything special about a particular race, a particular group of person, or a particular individual. God picks people based on his sovereign will and not based on any merit. Because if he had to pick you and me on merit, we wouldn't make it at all. Because, God, because our righteousness is filthy rights to God. We can never make it to heaven. This is why we needed a substitute, a redeemer, That's Christ. Okay, verse 29 goes on to read. And and as Isaiah said before, unless the Lord of Sabbath had left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom and we would have been made like Gomorrah. Okay, so this is actually a fitting climax of the sovereignty of God. As even an elect nation would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. That elect nation was Israel. It would have ended up like Sodom Sodom and Gomorrah in depravity and rebellion to God. So if, you know, it it would have just been in depravity, yeah. And um, rebellion if God had not intervened in sovereign mercy and recovered the remnant. So only God's mercy keeps any of us from going to hell. You know, people shouldn't even try and boast of the fact that, oh, hey, I am good and I am better than everyone else. No, no one is good and no one is, you know, no one is too good for heaven. This is why we had to have a redeemer, someone who had to die a substitutionary death for us because we're headed straight to hell. Verse 30, because i to beat. What shall we say then that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith? So, Gentiles who did not will or run, nor willing or working, he found. Righteousness in Christ, because God worked and willed it. So the Old Testament scriptures had prophesied it. You know, you have to work for an election. So um, so we have to pursue um, righteousness. And um, let me just read that again. What shall we say then? The Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, because when they started out, they were not they lacked they were not um they didn't know they didn't have scripture, and um you know they have attained righteousness, and righteousness of faith. Verse thirty one. Let me just read verse thirty one down to thirty two verse. Yeah, they have attained righteousness because they have believed righteousness by faith. Verse thirty one goes on to read um but israel pursuing the law of righteousness has not attained to the law of righteousness so the jews tried to actually produce their own righteousness but you can't produce righteousness by law and they tried to produce righteousness through the mosaic system but failed look at the nation today they have failed so religious people in the world today they are the most difficult people to reach today with the gospel. So if one wants to be saved. uh, It's actually. The onus is on you. It's one's responsibility. If one wants to be saved. One ought to actually. Run for the office. To be elected like I said earlier. Uh, so there is no righteousness with God. He does all according to the law. Which is righteous. Because if we have a lot of people. Who are just busy being religious. And they feel they have are uh, saved. So why do you go to church and be religious and not be saved? Verse 32, let me just write you through it, and up to verse 33, it says, Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but it, as it were by the works of the law, for they stumble, stumbled at the stumbling stone, as it is written, behold, I lay in an Zion stumbling stone and rock of offense. And whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. So we have to have righteousness by faith and not righteousness by law, just following the rituals and um, you know, all the religious um, busybodies and um, and that's not going to save us at all. We ought to. Um, Look to Christ, I believe in Christ So now we get to chapter 10 And in chapter 10 we see God's present purpose with Israel So we have the present state of Israel And that's loss, just as the Gentiles are And the reason is Christ is the end of the law of righteousness So we turn from the sovereignty of God now to the responsibility of man Verse one of chapter ten reads, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. So they are responsible to God. You and I are responsible. Um to God. And if you look at uh 19 verse 40 Um verse forty-three to forty-four it reads For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surrounded by you and surround you and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you on the ground and they will not leave in you one stone upon another. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. So. Um, this is the condition of the nation Israel today. So they are surrounded in all forts. They are surrounded by other nations. Who actually want to push them into the water. Push them out. And reason is they are in, that, the reason why they are in that state is because they didn't recognize their time of visitation by the Lord. You know, when we were pointing out who an Israelite is, one of them was, you know, they were in the only nation that had the sovereign presence of God. And they did not recognize that. So the Israelites had religion, but didn't have righteousness. And today we have a lot of church members who are religious and lost. As they don't know, they don't have the righteousness of God, so no one is superior at the foot of the cross. It's all level playing ground. So there's nothing like no, because I am, you know, I know scripture more, or, um, I feel I'm more superior to the others because I'm, I've got more experience in church things. We it's level. It's a level playing field at the cross. At the foot of the cross, we still listen to read for. I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So today, most people just have, you know, religion. They are busy bodies, but they are not saved. So they don't have Christ and have not accepted the righteousness that he offers. So we can't be saved on any other basis aside from Christ. He was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification. So he took our place. So we ought to ask ourselves, do we have Christ or do we just have religion? We ought to hold on to him and accept his righteousness that he offers. Verse 3 goes on to read, for they being ignorant of god's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted the righteousness of god so this um so this is true of israel and is true today of any average church member um you know today people lack the um, discernment Even discernment to actually be saved. They have no proper discernment at all. Proper judgment. Um, Verse 4 goes on to read. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness and everyone who believes. So Christ is the goal. Christ came to give us a new garment. He didn't say I've come to actually patch up the garment that you're wearing. He came to give us a new garment and the robe of his righteousness So the law was given to bring man to Christ and not to save man at all. It was brought to actually ensure that man looks at himself and looks, you know, you're not perfect. The law can't save you. It was bringing out uh, the imperfections of man. If you look at Galatians 3, verse 24, it reads, Therefore the law was our tutor, To bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. So the law showed us that we needed to be saved. And in Christ, the law came to an end. And if you look at Galatians 5 verse 4, it reads, You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to to be justified by law you have fallen from grace so the law just it 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 wasn't given to actually bring people to it was sorry it was given to bring pe- to bring men to Christ and not to actually save them the law can't save you or me so we're to be justified by faith and not justified by the law okay so from Romans 5-12, we have the present standing of Israel. And Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law. And uh, verse 5 reads, For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. So we can never measure up to God's righteousness, to God's standards. We can't. This is why we have a Savior, a Redeemer. Verse read. but the righteousness of faith speaks by this way. By, <coughs> sorry. but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, "Who will ascend into heaven?" That is to bring Christ down from above. So the righteousness Paul speaks of is available to us today. We don't have to go anywhere at all. We don't have to. Uh, we just have to be right where we are to accept the righteousness of God. You know, we don't have to get up. People, you know, worship in so many different places, crazy places and all. And when we're accepting the righteousness of Christ, you know, I don't have to get up and do something for it. I can just accept Christ there and then. He, ha- We have been given the Holy Spirit, which is everywhere. And so, um, like, hey, I do my podcast every morning in my Bible study. You know when I get to the car park when I get to the to work and I'm sitting in the car park and that's my space. So you can accept the righteousness of God anywhere. It doesn't have to be a specific place. So yeah this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening and God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye bye.